0: Hello friends of Soul Kitchen, thank you for listening to my podcast. My name is Jasper Muzart. I'm an entrepreneur, adventurer, coach and wisdom seeker. With Soul Kitchen I interview people that inspire me, from TED speakers to social entrepreneurs, from activists to artists, from dreamers to seekers, from business people to spiritual teachers. With Soul Kitchen, I empower people to live their quest. And each episode contains a recipe for life. What is your quest? So, welcome, friends of the Soul Kitchen. Welcome to this new episode. I'm talking with Joel Dragon Smith, whom I met in in Estonia during Mind Valley uh, event, and he started talking so passionately about uh, hypnosis. And it made me um, it made me curious because I've actually never done uh, hypnosis but I am curious and Joel is a hypnotic success coach and um, yeah what are you uh, what are you passionate about uh, Joel
1: Well I
0: think most simply making people feel better and make more money make them feel better and make them more money and where does this interest uh, come from well. I think there was many different
1: areas that ended up coming together for it to really make sense. But I'll tell you one of them was, so I grew up skateboarding, snowboarding, all the board sports, right? And I really loved that, like pushing the limits of what I could do. It's always, you know, trying different things, making it work, really determined to like push myself to get to the next level, And um, career-wise, I had no idea what I wanted to do, really. I went to a a professional to help me um, search for the career that would be right for me. And I remember going there, and she was giving me these different quizzes and tests, and I was filling them out. And she gives me a big list of, like, all these different careers, and I'm looking at them, like no 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 like oh none of this lights me off it's so boring and then I just went on my way and ended up finding this but I remember after I got into coaching and hypnosis I remember look one of the questions that was asked on the quiz was what would you be doing if you didn't have to make money and I wrote down pushing limits which makes a lot of sense for what I do now. Cause it's basically the ultimate in who you can become and what you can do. And it doesn't only do that for myself, but I can help others do that, which is extremely gratifying. So, mm.
0: so you started pushing limits when you were uh, boarding, uh, skateboarding, snowboarding.
1: Oh, I, I started pushing limits when I was a baby.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> I remember I lived in a, in a house with these railings, like, but there was like space in between the railings—a four-story house—and I would just like not even touch the stairs. I would just shoop, climb all the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and how are you? How are you pushing limits right now in your life?
1: uh with hypnosis, so I help other people push their limits, um, basically. It can give people, give their subconscious minds new instructions because the subconscious mind just keeps wanting to do the same old shit. It's like everything I've done in the past has kept me alive. That's his job is to keep you alive. So it's like everything I've done, all these patterns, all these habits, I want to keep doing that. You're doing a good job, even if you're like, I want something different. I want to I want to do this, you know, like I want to make a million dollars, but you're used to making like 5k, then it's like it wants to keep doing that same stuff and it will reject what's unfamiliar to it. So with hypnosis, you can change the association to what you want to be positive and so the mind goes towards it.
0: So what does hypnosis do? How does it work?
1: So Basically, there's a there's a filter in between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. And that's the filter that protects all your beliefs, all that stuff, because that's what's kept you alive. So it keeps those programs for your for your safety, basically. But a lot of those times they weren't programmed in a way that works for us. So hypnosis bypasses the filter, goes into your subconscious, and then you can give it new instructions.
0: Mm. and um can you give an example of uh, what people want to change in their subconscious mind
1: um yeah, definitely money is a big thing changing your relationship with money because a lot of time people will have something to offer a service or products but if they have grown up in scarcity and they're um If they have that mindset, they're going to have a hard time even accepting money from other people because most of the time people project what they believe onto other people. So with hypnosis, you can go in and make the mind familiar with larger amounts of money so you can then ask for what your value actually is
0: and make more money. Okay, let's talk about these two things. So how do you find out your limiting beliefs and what are the sabotage things? I think that's nice to add. So, so how do I find out what limiting beliefs I actually have in my subconscious mind?
1: So a really good way to do that is to think about what it is that you really want, like get clear on that goal in the future and then ask yourself, why am I not there now? And the answers to that question would be limiting beliefs.
0: Mm, that's beautiful indeed. Um, so in my case, it could be at some point I would like to uh, be with a partner, but I'm not yet there. So then I can, uh, how can I then find out my limiting beliefs around it? Yeah.
1: Um. Well, I think you already came up with one earlier. What was it that you said? You said that you don't believe that it will last.
0: Was that it? Yes, I don't I don't think it will last. And I also have a conflicting uh, belief that it will reduce my, my freedom.
1: Yeah, exactly. So those are definitely <laughs> limiting beliefs. So you'd <laughs> want to reframe that. So freedom... Is probably one, your values, right? So freedom is very high value for you. So if you want to have the relationship, you're going to need to reframe that um, by getting the relationship is how you get your freedom, Um, right? So instead of you have your freedom now and going to get the relationship will take away from your freedom. It's like, you can flip it around. Be like, I I'll have more freedom when I get my relationship. Yeah. Right. So
0: when, yeah. I, when I enter in a relationship, I will have more freedom. Yeah. I I see. That makes a lot of sense because that's definitely a self sabotaging thing that I have, that I think it will limit my uh, my freedom. Because how do people self sabotage?
1: So. A lot of the time self-sabotaging happens when you believe that those that your subconscious values are going to be taken away from. So like in your case, you think that you believe that your freedom will be taken away if you go get the thing that you want and then your mind's like, "Uh-uh, we're not going to do that," and you'll sabotage it because it wants its freedom.
0: I see. So it's really this conflicting Uh, conflict of values or perceived conflict that you have
1: yeah and so a way to find your subconscious values too this is this is a good thing to do is if you think again of what you want get clear on your goal what it looks like and then ask yourself what does that give me and you're thinking of the one word value so it might be like freedom peace security love whatever it is and that once it starts looping on itself like you can keep asking so it gives me freedom what does that give me freedom gives me love what does that give me peace and then once it loops on itself those should be your your values
0: subconscious I see so you keep going like what does it give me what does it give me yeah I think that's uh, that's beautiful and do you uh, in your subconscious mind during hypnosis do you change the number that you expect to receive per month or do you change your identity that you live in a different house or how do you what do you visualize
1: so one thing that i love to do for people is to take just take the emotional um connection away from money so it's it takes money off of the pedestal so it turns it more into a tool and a tool that you can use for the things that are important to you so the money money isn't this thing that's like Oh, it's like a million dollars. It's like, no, it's just a million dollars.
0: So you change the emotional value of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it becomes like if you think of... It's basically um, you can think like a millionaire, think like a billionaire. Like for them, $100,000 is is nothing really, right? Yeah. That's how you have to think about money to be able to make more money. And that's it works especially well with traders. Like I've worked with some traders and when you're doing trades, the biggest problem, the the biggest thing is mindset, right? It's like the emotions attached to the money when the chart starts moving and then you make decisions that aren't in line with your plan and what's going to work out. So it works really well for traders.
0: Mm. And um, how, have you applied this wisdom already um, uh, to your own life? Or what has changed since you encountered okay. hypnosis?
1: Oh, for sure, man. It's changed my life so much. I, my mindset is completely different from what I was born. Like, honestly, before, like years ago, I remember going to the grocery store and being like, uh, you know, not feeling good about buying some because so I'm like, this is too expensive now. I'm like, just... Not even phased by it at all. And you know, I think it's really it's it's taken me from a scarcity mindset to an abundant mindset for sure. And like, as well, like just overall made me so much more happy. Like one of the side effects, I think i've I've been done hypnosis a lot, and one of the side effects I would say is just like, being happy almost all the time. Like I've never felt so solid and in myself so much confidence. So, um, able to be like my true self and yeah. What else? It's, um, yeah, it's, it's really amazing to, um, to get rid of your blocks And like, I'll do, I have very various methods of working with people with hypnosis, but I can also, I'll like, I don't know if we want to go into that.
0: What type of method do you have? Maybe you can share.
1: What type of what? Sorry.
0: What type of methods do you have to work with people?
1: Well, so like, one way that I can do it is to get people to, step into the version of them that they want, like their higher self, whatever you want to call it, that best version of them, what they want to be. And so what I'll do is I'll hypnotize them, make them stuck with hypnosis, get them to bring out any feelings that they don't want, any blocks or whatever. And then I'll have them um, only when they're ready to let that go, they'll be able to move. So until then they're stuck, then they'll be able to stand up. As they stand up, they're, imagining they're coming out of their body as their soul leaving all those blocks behind them and then then they'll be able to step into the version or actually first then i we heal that version that was stuck there with the blocks there's like a process for that and then step into the version that you want and then come back and reintegrate with that version Mm. That you
0: left. And how long does it work? Because is it like a, a, a one session or do people have to do multiple sessions?
1: Uh, it depends. You uh, know, you can definitely have some massive changes in one session. Like for someone, I could get someone to quit smoking in five minutes. Wow. Right? Seriously? Yeah.
0: <laughs> you you yeah. did it already with someone that quit smoking?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: That's insane, and it's it, and is a client lying down or you're sitting or, or how how what what's the position?
1: anyway, like I honestly, I'll go out and hypnotize random people in public, like just people out there standing up. It's
0: just like, hey, you want to be hypnotized? <laughs> <And> <laughs> is, it, is it responsible or is there also a risk to it?
1: Uh, no, it's pretty responsible. For sure. Like hypnosis is a natural state. So you're basically you're just harnessing different phenomena that already happens in the world. Like when you tell someone they're stuck, like, have you ever been there talking to someone, holding something and you're talking to them in your hands, just like stuck up like this or something, you know, like that's, um, or even like when you, I can act in hypnosis, I can actually make myself disappear. So I'm like, when I snap my fingers, I disappear. And then they're like, where do you go? Mm. But like that happens in real life. Like think about when you put your wallet down somewhere and you just can't find your wallet anywhere, but it's like right there. Or your nose, you delete your nose, your nose is already there, but you can't see it.
0: Mm. And how did you learn all these tools? Because I think you work with Paul McKenna, right? One of the world's renowned teachers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I did do a training with him. I would say that I learned most of what I know from my own coach. Um, his name is Marcel Klein. Really amazing at what he does. He, he really broke a lot of limitations that were in the hypnosis field. I think a lot of it was because he would watch things that weren't actually real and he thought they were real and then he went out and figured out how to do them and so he's a uh, very talented and I've learned most of what I know from him mm.
0: And and um, if you look at the history of hypnosis um, like when uh, did this kind of start and, and uh, to what extent has it been popularized already um I honestly don't really know the answer to that question. No, you don't know when, when it starts, right? And is it, But is it already adapted into mainstream psychology and business and education, or is it still a bit more on, on the edge? Like, how, how do you feel this?
1: Um, I don't know. I didn't really... Um, I wasn't very aware of it until I was, so I can't talk, speak for everyone else, but... I think it's I think it's gaining a lot of popularity now. I would say that. I do see a lot of it now that I'm doing it, but you know how that works. It's also your I'm now I'm into it, right? So now I can see it everywhere.
0: Yeah. So how did it enter your space initially?
1: Um I saw a Facebook ad. Yeah, I saw a Facebook ad and I was like, "Huh." I want to try that, and then I started getting into it. You know how Facebook knows what you like and starts sending you more stuff. And Then I just went down. I uh, found my coach, and then that was it.
0: I I understand. Yeah, and uh, during this training um, of Paul McKenna in, in Estonia, how how did they how did he teach you uh, this art, and uh, were you also hypnotized by him?
1: um yeah you did some hypnosis um with the group um you taught a lot about um different things you can do it was really nice to be able to practice with those other people there um like i said i feel i a lot of what i do is different from what was taught there as well like i don't everyone will have their own style and method right you kind of find your own way especially because hypnosis is something that you have to you have to do to be able to do right and I've learned a lot of what I've learned is from experience and just um, uh, building on what I know and trying new things and figuring out what works and putting together something that's really effective Mm,
0: I I see and if you look at your clients, so money is a topic, but then there's also quitting a certain addiction uh, that you mentioned with smoking. What are some other themes that, that are people, people are looking for? Yeah, um,
1: weight loss. Weight loss is one. Um, definitely lots with business, businesses, um, mindset. Like The thing is, mindset really controls everything in your life. Like 95% of your thoughts are subconscious, so it's taking control of that autopilot that's basically controlling your life, right? So it's giving people more control over what that autopilot that's running in the background, making most of your decisions, is doing. Mm -hmm. So there's... Go ahead.
0: So with these 95% is the subconscious, so uh, does hypnosis give you more access to to the subconscious, or how does that work
1: yeah d- d- hypnosis gives you direct access to the subconscious so you can um n- like normally all of the subconscious is protected like it's not um what do you say it like it's, It doesn't want to change. It does not want to change. So you can consciously... That's why someone who will consciously want to quit smoking cigarettes will keep smoking cigarettes because their subconscious says, I want to smoke cigarettes. The subconscious will win every time because it's the emotional part of the brain and emotions drive behavior. So if the subconscious wants it, it's going to get it. Even if you're like, I don't want to smoke cigarettes in your conscious mind i don't want to do it you're like anyway (laughs) right so that's what hypnosis does it goes in and tells your subconscious mind you actually don't want to smoke cigarettes and then you quit
0: Mm, so the the subconscious mind is kind of a um, it's a kind of uh, a a driving force in your behavior without you being aware of it and then with hypnosis, you can enter that and, and, and change it. And um, before you enter a hyp- hypnosis session, do you already need to know what you want to change or kind of this wisdom arrives when you do a session?
1: Yeah, there can be a bit of both. I definitely i have people go through a process of finding out, getting really clear on what they want, what their blocks are, what are... Um, beliefs that would empower them, right? Which are usually like the opposite of what the limiting beliefs they have. So we'll get rid of the limiting beliefs, install the empowering ones. And why why that's really important is because your beliefs are like the map that you use to view reality because your conscious mind only can hold the tiniest amount of information which is like 150 bits of information, which is like seven letters or numbers, plus or minus two. So that's like a license plate. If you want to remember more than that consciously, you'll probably have a hard time. So So all of the information out in the world is like unlimited. It comes into your mind, and what your mind does to the filter is delete, generalize and distort all that information all of the time. And it does that based on your beliefs. So it will show you what it thinks is important to you, what it thinks should be in your life. So that's why beliefs are really important because it's, they literally create the reality you see. The reality you see isn't really reality. It's just a small version of it that your mind has condensed so your conscious mind can make
0: sense of it and um, uh, can you give an example of when someone doesn't see reality as, as it truly is
1: yep I could do that so say you've got two people in a relationship and the guy has a belief that everyone's a cheater subconsciously because he's cheated on someone he's been cheated on before and now he's in this relationship with a woman who's completely loyal not cheating on him but his since he has this belief his mind is searching for evidence for why she's a cheater right it's going to delete all the the situations that show that she showed him, she's not is going to generalizes. It's like, everyone's a cheater, right? Even though there's just been specific things that happened to him that showed that there was a couple people who cheated and then um, it's going to distort stuff. So like maybe she goes out in the middle of the night to go grab some food from the grocery store. And in his mind, he's going to be like, she's probably going to go see another guy or something when it's not true, but it comes through that belief, his perception of how the world is.
0: Mm. Does that make sense? I see. So the person has a belief that everyone is a cheater. And then you, you try to find that evidence kind of in, in, in daily life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like the mind just, it really, it wants to be right. So whatever beliefs it holds, it wants to prove that right. Whatever state you're feeling, it wants to fuel that state. So like if you're feeling shitty, your mind's going to look for more evidence to keep you feeling bad.
0: Yeah.
1: If you're happy, you practice gratitude. That's why gratitude is so powerful. Because once you start being grateful for things, you start feeling better. And then your mind looks for more things that fuels that positive state.
0: So the mind keeps looking for evidence that everyone is cheating. And then does that also create a reality that, that people will be cheating at some point?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So like the way you perceive um, reality will affect your thoughts, your emotions, your behavior, which will in turn influence someone else's.
0: Yeah. right. Yeah.
1: And their thoughts will... Like that will it will it'll keep a cycle. Yeah, you break it with hypnosis.
0: In, in in relationship, sometimes I have the belief that at some point it will not work anyway. But then I also um, manifest that right. So so uh, can I apply hypnosis to change that that belief that I have?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Hmm. And that's but, the thing because you you thinking believing that is subconsciously you're focused on it not working out
0: yeah and if you
1: focus on not working out then it won't work out so that's really interesting
0: yeah i see
1: like doubt in what you want is actually focusing on what you don't want
0: Hmm. yeah so doubt in what you want is actually focusing on what you don't want yeah that's that's a beautiful one because you also mentioned weight weight loss in the, in the, <laughs> no more, no problem. In the case of weight loss, like what's the the limiting belief uh, there?
1: Um, it can be different for different people for sure. Um, a lot of time people will eat for to feel better or it could have been something with their childhood. Like maybe there wasn't a lot of food around, so every time they got food, they had to like get as much in as they could and that's just like a pattern that has stuck with them so they they always want to fill up right it could be it could be many different things Mm.
0: i see see. so there can be a variety of, of reasons curious, um, now you've entered the field of hypnosis, like when did this domain uh, start in in, in human history?
1: So I couldn't tell you the exact date, I don't remember but I can tell you it was a long time ago, like (laughs) a very long time ago and people back then I believe it started off more as a shock factor, so instead of creating transformations, it was like they would have shows and these hypnotists would hypnotize people and then have them do things like you know maybe just walking on coals or like um doing something because like hypnosis you can really control so much stuff like people use hypnosis for surgeries and stuff where like maybe for some reason people can't have anesthesia but you can do so much with hypnosis you can take away the feeling in your body and perform surgeries like so back in those times it was more about what they could use hypnosis for a shock factor mm. and make, pe- make people go like wow right
0: yeah yeah and um how does the day of of a how does the day in a life of a hypnotic success coach uh, look like
1: Oh man, it's so interesting. Um I still it, it's it's fascinates me so much and to be able to see people completely transform in front of your eyes within minutes is it is honestly it's amazing. Like I've I've had um uh, I've I've literally had okay, I'll give there's this, I'll give you a story. The last time I was in Miami I came out of the pool and I hypnotized this guy. I was like, he was a trader, So I was hypnotizing him to be a better trader. But I, um, I got him to be stuck. Got him to forget his name. And then I gave him a new name. I was like, your name is Jasmine Flower. He's like, yeah, I'm Jasmine. I'm like, say it on your license. He pulls out his license, reads Jasmine Flower. So he's like hallucinating that his name is that. And another guy walks by and he's like, whoa, like, can you do this for me, please? Because he saw the part where I was talking about trading and stuff. So like the improve the development part of it. And then I'm like, okay, I hypnotized him. And that was like in 10 minutes. And then it completely changed his life. Like he was going in this direction and that hypnosis there was just like and everything everything changed for him after that
0: wow and and, and what's uh, what's he doing now or what's the end, end result
1: now like before i hypnotized him he was um struggling always where's the next money coming from struggling to make ends meet always kind of chaotic not knowing what's going to happen net, next Now he has, um, now he's stable. He has freedom to do what he wants. He's got like his relationship got way better. He's got, um, uh, he's got like a place to nice place to stay. And just so much more freedom and peace is what is what he's got now.
0: That's beautiful. That sounds, uh, that sounds amazing. And, um, uh, do you also do like gr- group work or it's only focused on one on one?
1: Yeah, I do, um, group work as well. I'm actually, I'm coming out with a program in, in January with a really talented woman. She does, um, somatic breath work and, um, like energy stuff. So can like read your energy. It's really cool. She did it to me over the over the zoo and it was really impressive, but we're going to be making a program together. So like combining the breath work with the hypnosis and the energy stuff, which is going to be like so powerful. I can't Mm. wait to do it. Yeah. Um,
0: And what's the, uh, what's the the name and the purpose of the program?
1: uh, It's going to be for uh, abundance. So it's gonna be around money, and but also like through that you're gonna be stepping into your full potential, into the most authentic version of yourself, and really tapping into that inner confidence, just dropping the walls of conditioning from the world, and just really coming coming into the world as your best self. Mm. to be able to make that money and we'll also do that stuff. So.
0: And if people are interested in the, what are books that they could read uh, or, or videos that they can watch on on, on this field?
1: Uh, for the book, I would recommend the Ellipsis Manual by uh, Chase Hughes. And who is he? He's... Um, He's a guy who's, like, re- really good. He used to be... I don't know how to introduce him. He's... Um, he's worked in, like, um, maybe, like, the CIA or something. mm mm-hmm. he's, um, he's Like, very... His job was to interrogate people and all kinds of stuff. He's very high-level in human behavior and... Um, yeah, I I'd read the book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to share everything yet, right? And um, um, yeah, What else do I want to know? I'm also curious. Like before you entered the space of hypnosis, like how did your life look like your previous self?
1: My previous self was very much different. I um, I party a lot, drank a lot. Drugs basically didn't really have any kind of purpose or drive. Didn't I did some jobs here and there, but I always I never really liked my jobs except for one that I worked with my mom. We have a company called Aurora Heat and we sell Mm -hmm. uh sheer beaver hand warmers and foot warmers and stuff. That was a good job, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I still we still do that together, but um, it was really. I wasn't. I would say I. Went, it's almost like I didn't fully love myself. I was always trying to like, um, almost use drugs and alcohol, as it was like an addiction that I needed to escape sobriety. Almost, mm. like it was like I was always wanting to go party, always wanting to, yeah, basically. And then hypnosis, now I feel so good, sober, that I have a hard time drinking. Like, now I'll have a drink with my dad, and I'm, like, trying to finish a drink, which is complete opposite of use. I used to just pound liquor, mm. right? and now it's, like, because it might take an hour for me to finish a drink, because I'm just, like, I don't know. Um, it's totally.
0: So was dr- drinking and, and drugs, was that also a uh, maybe a reason that you really want to make a shift?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, what really happened was I fell in love with a girl.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and then broke my heart. And I remember sitting in my house and I was there and I'm just like, this isn't the life that I want. Like this life that I've had isn't this isn't it. I want something different. And that simple thought and decision was really the point that put me in this direction because I started searching for something else. I wanted I knew I wanted different. I knew I wanted to change my life.
0: Yeah. So the the cause sometimes they say pain is a source for transformation that, that when you when you hit rock bottom or when you really want to change something, then then change happens. Um, was hypnosis kind of the first thing you tried? And, or was it like a process where you also tried some other modalities?
1: Um, no, I didn't really try. That was probably the first thing. I mean, I started learning a lot. I did. I took a lot of different courses. I started like learning... Um, lots of different programs from different people i started learning lots of different ways to make money in the world that i had no idea about but i was really i would just i was on a mission i was dropping money here money there i'm like try this take my money let's do this 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 (laughs) and but hypnosis was the thing it's just fascinates me and it really makes sense for who i am it really aligns with what i want to do so mm.
0: That's
1: what I sem- the most.
0: and did you do specific hypnosis on your own drinking as well
1: no no i didn't i would say it's just a side effect for me mm. and um I, yeah. i've seen that happen too like i've i've seen people who i've hypnotized not about drugs or s- drinking or something but they end up leaving that go because it doesn't really interest them anymore.
0: Mm, I I see. So it's can change. Yeah. I I I quit drinking in April and I really uh yeah, I've upgraded my life. It feels great to be to be sober. Mm-hmm. Such a such a shift. And um yeah, we met in Mind Valley. Um what made you come to Mind Valley and what were your your takeaways from it? Um why did I come to Mind Valley? I
1: don't know. I just did. I was just like, I want to go, and that was <laughs> it. <laughs> Easy. It was, yeah, no, it was great to like you know meet people who are all, um, you know, more or less similar, right? Like a lot of the time, I come from a small city up north in Canada, and a lot of time, I don't, I'm not a lot of, around a lot of people who are interested in personal development, right? Like. That um, so that was very, that was something that I was interested in for sure. Being around the people who were interested in growing, yeah, and learning, yeah,
0: yeah. Mind Valley is really a community for growth, and everyone is so passionate and excited. Right, that at the end, I had a lot of energy, but I was also exhausted because everyone I met had like a story to share. <laughs> so at some point, I really needed some time alone. I was there for three weeks. How long did you stay?
1: I was there three weeks as well.
0: Ah, three weeks. Yeah, uh, now I remember. Yeah. Um, you mentioned actually right before we started this podcast, I asked you what are some themes you're you're interested uh, in. And uh, you also mentioned your uh, spiritual awakening. Can you share a bit more about that?
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so there was an interesting thing that happened to... Me, when I was young, I might have been like 13 years old. I went to sleep. It was a normal night. And then I, I woke up at like six in the morning, except my my body was still sleeping. So it was body of sleep, bind awake state. And I was like, obviously, I didn't know anything like that was a thing. But I woke up. And I was like, shit, like I can't move. What's going on? Then I started feeling this almost overwhelming pressure pushing down on me. Like I was at the bottom of the ocean and there was like all this water pushing me down into the bed. And my reality started kind of getting foggy and hazy. And then I started feeling these waves. So I started waving from like my head to my feet, like these energetic waves, waving head to feet, head to feet. I was like, whoa. And then I floated out of my body and started like floating around the roof of my bedroom around the ceiling. And I actually, like I could look back and I'd see myself in the bed. And this experience was like, I'd, I didn't really, I kind of put it away in my mind. Like I was just like, okay, that was, I can't, can't tell anyone. Like, I'm not going to tell my dad that I just floated out of my body. Mm -hmm. I just kind of like shuffled it away as a 13 year old kid. But as I grew older, like, um, a few things happened. Like my, both of my best friends died at a pretty young age. And then later i i had a spiritual awakening where i realized that we are souls in human bodies and then i think back to that experience when i left my body and i'm like fuck that makes sense and it really shifted my perspective on death and that instead of like dying and going somewhere it's like now i see it as like we're somewhere and then we come to life for like a small blip in the eternity of who we really are which is like um really interesting because it's almost like flips flips the script
0: yeah wow so you said two of your friends died when you were young
1: yeah yeah, my best friend Cody. He was um, he was 16 when he died.
0: Wow how 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 was that for you that experience?
1: Oh, <laughs> it was uh, it was not fun. I actually I went uh, I had a psychosis after he died, and then went into a deep depression for it was probably like six months that I didn't smile. I remember when I actually smiled for the first time, but I got so depressed that like, I couldn't form a sentence in my mind. And um, so, but when I came out of that, that was actually interesting too, because when you come from such a low place, where like it's almost like you I like I don't don't exist. Like my mind was so condensed. When I came out of it, I was able to, similarly to hypnosis, almost reinvent the way I was. And one of the things was that I stopped caring about what people thought so much, and you know I started I like to wear bright clothes, and I was like I don't care if most people don't wear bright clothes. I like wearing bright clothes. I'm going to wear bright clothes. And so stuff like that, it kind of gave me a chance to change the patterns of my mind from before
0: through mm. that
1: experience.
0: So, so you, you, you started caring less about what other people were thinking. I think def- that definitely a good thing to do. I'm still in that process, but I'm, but for instance, by creating this podcast, I'm really stepping into the things that I really like to do and speak speak about it openly. Uh, so, at what age was your spiritual awakening? Um, maybe like hmm.
1: 29. 26, 27, twenty nine. Twenty eight, twenty
0: 28. How old are you now?
1: <laughs> thirty. I just turned thirty a couple weeks ago.
0: Ah, you're thirty. I'm thirty six. I'm thirty six, and um um yeah what else do i want to want to ask yeah thank you 28
1: 28 28
0: yeah so it's two years two years ago and um and what has shifted around you like have relationships and friendships changed or
1: yeah i think so um yeah i definitely i find that i'm really finding my own tribe now that are right for me Mm -hmm. um you know like i don't i don't resonate so much with the lifestyle i used to live like drinking and partying and all that that's kind of fallen away and i'm more interested in doing things that i'm passionate about that fuel my purpose and other people who are are interested in becoming the best versions of themselves and, you know, just living in your authentic truth and standing in the greatness of who you are and who you can be.
0: I, I see. So your purpose is really to empower others to be, be the best version of themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hope you one of them for
0: sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's, that's great. and um how how did your family members respond to your career move towards becoming a hypnotic uh, success coach
1: i think that they're been at the beginning they were kind of like what are you doing and then <laughs> as they saw like for for a while they probably didn't see much results of it because i got really into it i was spending all my time but they couldn't see what my time was really being used for so they're probably like what's going on i don't know Is this okay but then as they as i started coming out with my knowledge and being able to use it and them seeing the results that i'm able to produce then they started being like oh okay wow cool
0: yeah at the
1: beginning i would say like i wasn't really like i didn't want to tell them really i didn't want people to know because and i didn't have any results to back it up but now now that i'm able to do stuff i can i can show it and people end up being pretty impressed
0: so you kept it more secretive in the beginning until you had some results to to show for yeah for sure and um, the Soul Kitchen is, um, in the Soul Kitchen, you can find recipes for life. And I ask everyone at an interview to ask, to share kind of their recipe uh, for life with, uh, with the listener. So what will be your recipe for life? That's a great one. Focus on what you want and don't focus on what you don't want. I think that's a beautiful uh, piece of wisdom uh, to share. And before we finish the episode, is there anything else that you want to share with uh, with the listener?
1: Yeah, I just want to say more about the focus is that a lot of people think that they're focusing on what they want, but they're actually not like we were talking about before. If you are doubting in what you want, that means you're not focusing on what you want and you're focusing on what you don't want. So.
0: I, I think that makes a lot, a lot of sense. So whenever you're doubting, you're focusing on the wrong thing.
1: Yeah. So, so cut the words out that are, I'm going to try to do this. I hope this will happen. All that is implying doubt in what you actually want.
0: Yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense. In June, I'm going to organize two retreats in Portugal, uh, but I still don't know if it will be one or two. So sometimes I, I, find myself saying oh one or two but then maybe i should just say two right two retreats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well thank you joelle for sharing your wisdom and your journey into hypnosis and your spiritual awakening and thanks to everyone for for listening i appreciate it and um, talk to you soon